Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And we're back again. It's the first episode of 2023, which yes. feels very weird to be saying. Because it's 2022 right now. Well, yeah, in full context, we have to record this before the end of the year because Lindsay's going to be out of town for like a month. So. Yes. Uh, so it is still 2022 while we record this. Yes. Um, but it does, it always feels weird, like, saying 2023. I'm going to be writing, like, 2022 for, like, another three months before I figure it out. Yeah, that's fair. When I, like, render these episodes, I say the year, like, in the metadata, and I'm going to, like, make it that wrong. It's fair. For the next, but like, six that's, episodes. That's about what I expect from you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. I... It's, I guess it's your week, but it's January. We don't really have anything to talk about yet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Um, well, I'll, I'll get to it in the episode, so we can go into what beer we're drinking. Well, I'll uh, make it my week then. Um, sure, I mean, I could talk about... I mean, I, I'm also watching something on the television right now. So. Oh, you're watching television I for know. once. I <laughs> um, I've been binging White Lotus. I, um, oh, I had yeah, a friend... Yeah. Are you was, caught up? I have two more episodes to be caught okay. up to the season finale. Um, but I had a friend that was like, you have to watch this season. And I'm mainly watching it because I fucking love Aubrey Plaza. Uh, and this season makes me love her so much more. She's such chaotic, like, energy and, like, is just a menace to everyone. And I think it's so funny. Um, so I, like, binged season one with Matt. And then we have two more episodes before we finish it. It's like, very, like, easy to watch, even though it's super dark and very easy to get, like, kind of caught on. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Also, uh, like, I've I've never watched that. Uh, Steve watched the whole thing. I think he just has to watch the season finale. Yeah, but I've just never watched it, and because he's already watched it, I just haven't. You know, not yeah. going back to rewatch it. They pull you in very easily because the first episode of the show itself, like in general, like talks about a murder or someone dying, mm. and you're like, I well, did now. I got it now. Um, and it's like their formula now and it just like hooks you because you're like, I gotta fucking know who died. Um, I mean, yeah, I've heard good things about it. I just haven't, that's another show I haven't gotten around to watching. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's, it's very like deep. Um, so I think it's interesting for that reason too. All the characters suck. I did Uh, know that. So I've, I've liked it. What have you been watching? We're watching Wednesday. Oh, nice. That's on my list. One of my coworkers was talking it up. And this was before it was like all over my TikTok feed. Uh, One of my coworkers was hyping it up. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, I'll get to watching it eventually. And then we were like bored one night. We were like, you want to watch it and just see how it is. And like, we've been watching it a ton. Yeah, I've had... At least two friends tell me I would love it before, like, it got blown up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And um, it was described to me as, like, Sabrina meets Harry Potter, like Hogwarts. Um, uh, I was just, I mean, I... Oh, no, sorry. you described adjust, it to me like I that, adjusted I this way too close to my face. Sorry, that scared me for a minute. Um, no, I think you may have described uh, that. Adam's family meets Harry Potter. Yeah. Because they're, like, away at a boarding school. Yeah. That's, lit- that's all it is. Well, That's I've also it seen it, like, described as everything the Chilling Avengers of Sabrina wanted to be. Oh, I forgot that was a show, to be completely honest, because yeah. it got so bad that I kind of wiped it from my memory. Yeah. It got the Riverdale treatment. It was just like, are you guys ever going to end this? This is bad. Yeah. Uh, so you're enjoying it? Yeah, so far. We're not done yet, but we're, I think we have one episode left. We were actually watching it this evening. Okay. Before recording. Nice. Um, I don't think I'm watching very much else. It's been a busy couple weeks for me. I'm never watching anything, so. Uh, I watch Drag Race, and that's about it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. So, yeah, let's get into the beer. Yeah. Steph, what are you drinking? I am drinking Hip Hops and R and Brew Volume Two from Funky Town Brewing. Is it Spookaloo? So Electric Spookaloo? Uh, that's not quite their vibe. Uh, uh, unfortunate. But 
this is um, the second iteration they've done of this beer. The, uh, it's it's uh, an American pale ale. It's obviously we love Funky Town and like how great they make classic styles of beer. So I have not had this yet. Um, they did they they said that the difference between the first one and this one is they switched up the malt, um, added mango, and the hops. It's a different variety of hop. They don't say what hops it is, but it's a different variety. <clears throat> do you taste the mango? And if so, do you I haven't opened. It? I haven't opened it yet. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm drinking Beguile's Christmas Ale, but this is the 2022 bottle. Uh, sorry, the 2020 bottle that I brought with me when we moved out here, and it feels about time to drink it now that I will be leaving. Um, so this has been aged two years in my cupboard. I don't know if that's doing anything for it. Oh, so it does say on the can here that this uses Belma and Idaho hops, um, but I don't know what the original one was okay. off the top of my I've head. been liking Idaho hops a lot. I've been drinking the Idaho I 7. always love a good Idaho 7 beer. Yeah, I've been drinking the Idaho 7 IPA at Standard Deviant a lot, and it's really good. Very clean, melony flavor. Do you taste the mango? Honestly, not really. Maybe like a little, little bit. Would but it's kind of nice. Would you know if you were tasting a mango? Because you've never yes, had one. Yes, I've eaten mango. Oh, you finally had one. Yes, like a, a year and a half ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I learned how to cut one myself, too. Okay. I've been buying them. Yes, I know when they're wow. ripe and not. I learned so much from but the internet. how do you know they're ripe? You smell them. Did I teach you that? I mean, I looked it up on the internet. Okay, I think I told you that before. <laughs> um... But yeah, this is actually really nice. Like I said, the uh, the uh, I almost said melon. The mango is not. I don't think it's super super prevalent. But also, when you tell me you add mango puree to a beer, I'm expecting it to slap me in the face. Yeah. So I kind of like that. This is um. It's pretty well balanced with the bitterness that you get in a pale ale and the tropical mango flavor. So I like it. I, I mean, I love this. I loved version one of this beer. So I'm excited that they did something a little different for version two. Okay. Yeah. So this is, the, like I said, the 2020 Beguile Christmas Ale. Um, the Christmas Ale is usually very forward with spices. So like bay leaf, mm-hmm. cinnamon, nutmeg, things like that. Um, and this has been in my cupboard for two years, kind of waiting for me to get to it. Because um, it's, it's in a dark bottle. Um, I think this is the packaging format that they like mean for you to age. Because um, they sell it in the cans as well. Yeah, I would say if you're going to... I mean, you cannot age something in a can. That's Right. I think they sell the bottles purposely so that you can age them. What I think is interesting is this being two years old, it loses a lot of the heavy spice flavor. So it's not as like cinnamon forward, not as spice forward, but it's almost become more savory with that bay leaf. Um, so it's like heavy, heavier malt up front, more caramely, and then it's got like kind of a savory note from the bay leaf. That's interesting. Yeah. I it, actually just had this year's Christmas sale on draft the other day. Very good. Yeah. It's a lot more mellow. I really like that it's more mellow too, cause it can be Did like it thin punchy. out? I mean, it's not a super thick beer, but do it's you, pretty do thin. You feel, yeah. Do you, I would say you feel like it thinned out. Yeah. It's got the mouth feel of like. Like an actual ale or like a lager. Sure. It definitely tastes a little bit more boozy than I remember it tasting. It's a 7% beer. It tastes a little bit more boozy than a 7%. Um, but their Christmas ales always kind of like creep up on you anyways. Yeah, they do. You would know that better than anyone. <laughs> I have almost blacked out on these, yes. So I'm going to say... For my three words, I'm going to call it malty, caramelly, and savory. And then I'm going to say for this beer, I'm going to say tropical. Electric spookaloo. (laughs) I was going to say balanced, and I'm going to say hoppy. Okay, cool. Um, So I cannot remember what we discussed that we were doing for this episode. It's a shoot the shit, but I think we're just talking about 2023. Yeah, just things we've been up to, things we're planning on, especially now that you're coming out here, you know, like, what are we going to do when you get out here? (laughs) Never see each other because you're mean to me. 
that's, I mean, that's well-deserved, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so 2023 is going to be, like, an interesting year. Because we'll have, I guess, sort of put things behind us. Like, we'll have, well, I guess you and I will have had two years remotely doing this under the belt. So I think coming back to doing it in person is going to be really interesting. Because um, <clears throat> we'll have to figure out how we do that. Yeah, and... we haven't even figured out how we're going to be doing this moving forward. Obviously, right. we're not going anywhere. But right. now that we'll be in the same city, it's like, what works best how do we do this again how do we do this in person regularly again (laughs) or like do we do it in person regularly it's a lot easier to edit when we're separate but there's also like a like vibe that you get when we're together that's different than like when we're apart um yeah so i think that'll be something that we have to figure out and that'll be like kind of interesting to see like how if we go back to what it used to look sound like and what it used to be like versus like if we kind of keep this format <clears throat> yeah and then you're obviously i mean you're i just started a new job you're starting a new job i feel like we're all going through a lot of changes right now mercury mercury is in gatorade right now or is going into gatorade <laughs> yeah um, i've been at my job now for what just over a month yeah yeah by the time i'm and out you there you'll have been there for about a quarter yeah and I'll have been there for, but at my new job for about two months. Maybe you'll be yeah. there four months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, like, life changes in general, I think. Yeah. Um, for, like, us and, like, the drunken and uncultured community of guests that we're bringing in. Um, you know what I mean? Like, former guest Trevor is getting married next year. That's a big one. Former guests Rachel and Brian just got engaged. Yeah. It's interesting, like, looking back, it feel, like everything feels so different than it did when, when we were starting. We've this. had friends move out of Chicago. We've, had, we've made new friends. We've had friends leave Chicago and come back to Chicago. Yeah, I'm not the first one. <laughs> Conspiracy Carol was the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so just things like that. Like, our entire group of friends are in such, like, a, even two years ago to now, it's, like, such, like, a different like state of affairs for the friend group yeah um and i think that's an interesting way to think about this right now especially because like this is it's not going to be our anniversary episode because we'll, the one after this i think is our anniversary mm-hmm. episode but it's like around that time like where we came out with this podcast and it'll have been five years next year this will be five years yeah um and to like think about like retrospectively like how different things are five years later yeah um, maybe that'll be our next episode and we'll talk about yeah, no, I think that would be a fun idea for our anniversary to talk about, you know, where we were, where we're going, where we hope where to we be. Are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, 2023 is going to be an interesting year. I'll be back. Um, I think we have a lot of plans for like, I mean, personal plans, a lot of shows that we want to yeah. go to next year. Um, yeah. A lot of things I we want to do. I've already started coordinating my festival schedule for next year yeah our planned stuff for next year and vacations and stuff so what that feels crazy to already be doing yeah um thinking of vacation though so i actually the day we are recording this i just i just got back from new york city like earlier today yeah um i finally got to go see lcd sound system (laughs) at brooklyn steel uh a year after a year to the day after that show, our flight got canceled and we couldn't go. Yeah, I remember that. So that was last. We actually were there last night. So if I sound exhausted or if I just sound. you are. It's because I'm literally exhausted. Um, yeah. We were at the show till like 1130 last night. And then it was like a half hour Uber back to our hotel. Yeah. And then we had to get up at like 630 to get to the airport. It was fun, um, right? Oh my god, it was amazing. It was so good. That venue is so cool. Um, I love your first time at that venue. Yeah, I've never been to Brooklyn Steel. Okay, Um, it's about eighteen hundred capacity somewhere in there. Yeah, so that's Um, wild seeing LCD in such a small. Yeah, I know. Well, I also found out James Murphy is one of the co-owners of the venue. 
Oh, that makes sense. I've been thinking that like they have some kind of tie to Brooklyn Steel because they do I don't know if that's every year. if he's an owner or what. He's got some kind of very heavy tie to the venue. Yeah. Um. So, but think before even before the LCD thing. So we're at this bar up the street from the venue. Um, it's called One Stop Beer Shop. And we're hanging out. We get there, and it's, like, a couple hours before the show. So we're just, like, chilling. Apparently, it's a really popular spot to go before and after Brooklyn Steel shows. Mm-hmm. Like, if you bring your ticket stub, you can get, like, a free shot. Oh, I love Or that. whatever, after the show. Um, but, so, like, we're hanging out. We're shooting the shit with this bartender. She's super cool. And I'm just, like, looking at the menu. And literally on their cocktail list, they have... Negroni Spagliato oh, listed on their Prosecco menu. In it? it did not say that, but obviously you and I know, and the oh, bartenders it know would be it so means the same thing. If it had said Negroni Spagliato and then underneath it, dot, 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 with Prosecco in it. But um, what's funny is, so I ask her, and I'm like, so how many people order this? So I'm like, because I know it's bad, and yes. you know it's bad. Yes. And the other bartender knows it's bad. <laughs> So how many people order this? And she goes, and the second bartender comes running over and he's like, literally, at, we make at least five or six of them a night, if not more. Honestly, Every I night. feel like I feel like five or six isn't that many. I would expect. More well, I think that people have kind of realized it's bad, so they're not mm. ordering it. But I shit you not, not even five minutes after we have that conversation, some girl comes in and orders it. <laughs> I and then the like bartender just of- looks at me. I feel like it's one of those drinks that people will, like, force themselves to, like, um, because they think it's, like, chic. I mean, it's gross. Just get a regular Negroni. Right. Regular Negronis are fine. The only thing good about a regular Negroni is the gin. Yeah, this the gin is the best part. I actually don't Yeah, I thought you would find that funny because, like, the irony of us having that conversation and then moments later someone comes in and orders it. I love that. I actually don't mind Campari. I, it's not my go-to. Um, Clearly. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't mind it. But, like, only in Negroni, regular current Negroni. Yeah. We actually did Fernet shots at the bar last night, Ugh. too. I was, so, what was it? I think it was Thursday night. Or was it? I think it was Thursday night. Um... Uh, I went out to the Flying Pig and um, met up with former guest Aaliyah and Matt like, came out after and we ended up going to like this other bar, just Matt, me, Matt, and like one of uh, one of the regulars there and mm-hmm. he was just like <laughs> sipping Fernet as his drink. Casually? Like, a... What? Yeah, yeah, just casually. casually sipping Fernet. Well, like that's what he ordered. He ordered Fernet with a side of soda water and was just like casually like sipping Fernet like somebody would sip like a whiskey drink. And it was just like, that was his drink. And I was like, that is a fucking choice. <laughs> that That's person. a serial killer drink. I was like, that person is clinically depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can't get, I don't get the Fernet. I can't. It's just, it's too thick for me. I mean, I'll do it in shot form or in a cocktail. Like I did Fernet shots uh, at a friend's place recently too. See, like, I struggle I with it. It's like too thick. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not my go-to, but I'll do it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, we're off topic. (laughs) I guess there is no topic, so we can't really be off topic that we don't Yeah, I was going to say, what? So 2023, what are you excited about? I... Um, Well, we got tickets to go to Shaky Knees next year, so that'll be fun. That's always a great festival. Yeah. Um, had the lineup came out and headliners are the killers muse and the lumineers yep i'm um hoping that i'm indifferent to i'm indifferent to the lumineers but apparently they headlined the first ever shaky knees and this year is the 10 year anniversary so that's what that's why they're doing it i'm hoping that means the killers are going to be like on the festival circuit they're always just so much fun. I've seen them so I've many times, and before. I will always go, just because it's so much fun. I've never seen them before, and I really want to. You've never seen The Killers? No. When would I have? I don't know. 
The Lollapalooza that former guest Joe cried at. I was like moving to Chicago. That's right. That was that was the weekend I moved to Chicago. Maybe that was the last time they played Lala. They haven't played in the years I've gone. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I know when I, I'm trying to think now. Like, when did I see them last? They did Night We Stole Christmas last year at yeah, the Aragons. See, that's when I saw them most I recently. Wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to see that. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that means that because that would be cool. I also yeah, want to I see. Mean, I want to bully former guest Joe into going so I can watch him cry. So I can just pour. I mean, wine he down his throat drank and cry. so much wine. I know that's what when we that do. happened. We have he had like three or four crafts of no, wine. So yeah, many. it's so. It was a lot. That's so many. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. I haven't bought any. He was very hungover yet. that next day. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I haven't bought any, bought any festival tickets yet, but I'm excited to hopefully go to Pitchfork. Um, obviously, we'll go to Riot Fest. Yeah. Um, what else? I think for me, Lala is going to be like a TBD. I'll probably get like one or two days. We always say that, and then we just go the whole time anyways. Yeah, I know. Every single year, we're like... Let's not go all four days. And then tickets come out. And it's like, you want to just go all four days? And it's yeah. like, yeah, I guess. We always do. So, Yeah, I think TBD on me. I say that, but I feel like I'm aging out of Lollapalooza. I, I also say that every year. And I, <laughs> I still go. Actually, this year was one of the more fun years I've had at Lala in a okay. while. So okay, maybe well, I'm not we'll aging out of it. We'll see. Um, what else? I'm going to see King Gizzard three times next year at the Salt Shed. Yeah, I'm going once, and I think that'll be enough for me. I mean, I also think once is enough, but I don't know. <laughs> Matt wanted um, to go to all three. What other shows I do I have? So many shows. What other shows do I have next year? I've got Viagra Boys at Salt Shed. I've got Iggy Pop at Salt Shed. Um, seen the baths. I'm going to the baths. I'm going to. I don't know what else. I've got a you lot. You didn't of have that extensive of a list when I asked you. Yeah. No, but also we have we got the empty bottle gold pass again, mm-hmm. so that's I'll just be going to empty bottle a ton like I always yeah. do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, I think we're gonna try and go see Built to Spill whenever those tickets go on sale. Whenever it's I like think they're already announced. on sale. No, I tried to find them yesterday. Oh, that's and, like, right. Talia doesn't have them linked, and it's also not on their website as a show. It's just on oh, Built that's to Spill's so weird. website. Um, yeah, I'm bummed I won't be able to go to that. Yeah. <clears throat> You're um, going that new album. I mean, I saw them this these. year, and they were great. Yeah. So. Um. What did that just remind me of? Oh, uh, Caroline Polachek announced her tour today. Mm-hmm. And her opener in Chicago is Ethel Kane. Oh, when? Uh, sometime in May. I don't know the date. I would go to that. I also think I'm going to. It just got announced. Like pre-sale hasn't even happened yet. So I think I'm going to try to get a ticket. Yeah, I would go to that. Speaking of Ethel Kane, I like did that deep dive on like what, Friday? Yeah. Um, I think that was Friday. I scared myself. <laughs> I was afraid to go to bed because I thought someone was going to murder me and eat me alive. Wait, so tell the story about go- you going on this Ethel Kane yeah, deep dive so... all in one night. <laughs> on Friday, I was on TikTok and like I got this TikTok of this person that's like analyzing song by song Ethel Kane's new album, um, which is past- Pastor's Daughter? Priest's Daughter? Uh, Preacher's Daughter? Preacher's Daughter, yeah. Um, something with a P in religion. Uh, Preacher's Daughter. Preacher's Daughter. Um, and I thought it was the most fascinating concept because I like hadn't heard this album. I think you talked about it at some point. Yeah. But I hadn't heard of this album really and like done a deep dive. And so I was like, why the fuck are people doing like an analysis of this? Like, let me look it up. And so I looked it up and like the concept of this album is that Ethel Kane is like a pseudonym for this, um, the singer. And mm-hmm. they, or the the character grows up in like the deep south, 
as a preacher's daughter, as a pastor's daughter, or preacher's daughter, sorry. In and the South, they call them preachers. They're all the same thing, in my opinion. They're probably I know. Not, Although but... It is all the same thing, but okay. I'm just saying, that's what makes more sense, it being Southern. Yeah, um, and so essentially they fall in love a bunch to, like, abusive men. She's abused by her father, and the character, like, runs away meets this guy and he takes her to California and it eventually like devolves into him murdering her and eating her. And it's like this concept album with a wild concept. So I was listening to it on Friday and like reading the lyrics and like going deep into genius, which is like that lyric website that like has analysis Mm -hmm. of it as it was playing and was like, Oh my God, this is wild. This is crazy. Texting Stephanie. I think you were at a show and it was like, did you know this? And did you know that? And it, like, truly got, like, too real for me to a point where I started yeah. to scare myself. And it was like I had watched a horror movie. And I was afraid to go to bed that night because I had read too much about it and thought that I was going to get kidnapped and murdered and eaten alive. I mean, you also are afraid of cannibals, so that makes extra sense. No, I that know, that but I was you. like, oh my God, someone's going to break into our apartment and Matt's on the couch and they're just going to kill Matt and they're going to kidnap me and I'm going to become Ethel Kane. <laughs> and it was fine. I mean, I, I woke up the next morning and that was fine. Um, but it, yeah, it was one of those moments, like, you know how like when you watch a scary movie and you're like, oh fuck, this is going to happen to me now and you can't go to sleep. It was, it yeah. was that for me. Yeah. Um... Ethel Kane has two other albums besides Preacher's Daughter as well, and a lot of them are very heavy on those re- religious. Are tones. they albums or are they EPs? Because I think they're this consi- was I think they're cons- their first album. That's you know, that's a good question. Oh yeah, they do consider it a debut album. It's listed on Spotify as album and not EP. Yeah, but that is considered. Those are both considered to be EPs. Well, regardless. All of their music is heavily influenced by the fact that they grew up a Southern Baptist. Yeah. Um, so that's why you know, that very much comes through through those albums. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because, I mean, I'm not going to get too heavy into this talking about this, but it is really interesting because everything I learn more about them makes like the symbolism and the concept way deeper. Um, it's a great album. They have a beautiful voice. It's like everything Lana Del Rey. Yeah, um, Ethel Kane played Pitchfork this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you told me. Yep. Well, I I had to stop and go, wait, was that this year or was that last year? No, it was this year. Yeah. It was this year. Yeah, they played the Independent here, but I did not know their music, so I did not go. That's fair. Um, But yeah, I think she has a gorgeous voice. I just like so ethereal and beautiful. She's got quite the following with uh, TikTok in general. Yeah. People call her mother. Well, that's her Instagram handle. Right. But regardless, like I'm, people yell it at her. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, cool. <laughs> so that'd be fun to go to. I love Caroline Polachek too. I, I like her new single a lot. So that should be fun. Yeah. There's some new music coming next year. Shame has a new album and they are in Chicago at some point. I can't remember. End of May. End of May. Okay. Um, what else is dropping music? That's a good question. Um, not that it's specific to dropping music, but you might be interested in this. So today is the fifth anniversary of the song Night Shift by Lucy Dacus. I and saw that. She, she's re, they're doing a repress of that album. Oh, interesting. I just ordered it today because I want nice. it. The album's called Historian. That's the okay. album. Uh, but they're that's coming next year because they're doing the repress. Not that that's new music, but I'm going to be in my Lucy Dacus mode again for a while. I was trying to see if there's, I feel like I've been getting things that are albums that are coming out, but I forgot all of them. Uh, Young Fathers is releasing a new album next year. Um, They have not released an album since 2018, so that's very excited. 
uh gorillas are releasing a new album next year so that'll be awesome um the first couple singles have been pretty good there's this artist my friend sent me called heartworms and they're like another like newer post-punk band but they almost kind of remind me more of like a goth post-punk band and uh heartworms is just one it's technically just one person and she kind of reminds me a little bit of like um Who's the girl from Bikini Kill? What's her name? The lead singer. She's very famous. She's married to one of the guys in the Beastie Boys. Um, I know it too. Kathleen Hanna? Yes. So her she kind of reminds me, Heartworms kind of reminds me of her a little bit too. But I she is working with Dan Carey on an album. So that hopefully will be coming out next year. Because we all know how that works. Anything he touches is great. He's like danger. He's like danger mouse. Like anything (laughs) danger mouse has his hands in is fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Fuck. There's um, I'm really excited for this next year, even though Chicago doesn't have a date yet, but um the Postal Service and Death Cab for Cutie are doing like a dual co-headlining tour to celebrate. They don't the have 20th. a date yet. They're playing Riot Fest. We well, already know it's this. It's not confirmed. We just assume it's, that it's it's confirmed. It's not though. It is. How is it confirmed? Look at that schedule. There, I know it's they're confirmed. missing a date. That's when Riot Fest would be. I'm just saying. Um, so, anyways, they're doing a 20th anniversary of Transatlanticism and Give Up, and those are both like two extremely influential albums in my life and I'm going to cry and all my friends are going to watch me cry and make fun of me. So. Oh yeah. We're absolutely, we're absolutely going to make fun of you. Oh, absolutely. That's fine. Um, I saw transatlanticism on the 15 year anniversary and it was not a tour. It was not announced that they were playing it. They just happened. I, they happened to be playing Chicago that day and they played a couple songs off the new album at that time. And then they were like, so today's a really big day. And then Steve and I just look at each other and we're like, oh my God, they're just going to play transatlanticism. And then they did. And it was great. I'm going to start taking a shot every time you tell the story next year when someone okay. brings this up. You're not going to remember though. <laughs> you say you're going to do this and you're not going to remember. No, I'm not going to remember. Do it. But I think this is like the fifth, sixth time you've told me this. And I'm going to start taking, I'm going to say it now and then forget it in about 10 minutes that I'm going to yeah, start taking a shot. <laughs> and then you'll remember it when you have to edit this and then you'll forget 10 minutes later. Yes. And then maybe one of the times I'll be drunk enough that I do remember and then I'll do it. And then... It'll come to you like a vision. Yes. You'll be like, I remember I said this one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. What else? One thing I think will be fun, um, since you'll actually be back here, we'll be able to go to some of these bigger beer fests together again. Yeah. Like, you've you've never done beer under glass. You've never done Fobab. Like, I don't know that I want to do Fobab, but... Fobab is so much fun. That just sounds like a shit show. I mean, we were fine this year. I mean, sure, but does it also smell like the inside of a porta potty during? No, the I think they keep party? it pretty clean. No, I don't mean like it smells like poop. I mean like it smells like stout, like barrel aged stout. In those I mean, bathrooms. it's not just stouts either. So that's okay. what it is. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that, and I think also like within the realm of this podcast, we'll be able to start doing more interviews. Um, yeah, I've already got a few people that have with. asked us if we'll do one. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's wait because we will be making an announcement that will make that a lot easier for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's something I'm really excited for. I'm also really stoked and like I really want to make this a whole thing that we can do. But <clears throat> I really like to go see like go to the pilot project in Milwaukee um, yeah, I'd like to go up there. And as I've well. never like done a beer trip to Milwaukee, so I feel like it'd be a good like. Oh, there's so many good breweries up there. No, I know. I feel like time. it might be a good time to like make a weekend out of it or something like that, and like go visit places and mm-hmm. hang out. Yeah, Milwaukee's a great beer city. Yeah, 
I think we'll probably do a Denver trip next year because we didn't get to do one this year just with mm-hmm. our international travel. Yeah. So we'll, prob- we'll probably go out to Denver for a weekend. We won't be able to do yet. We talked about this previously, <laughs> but we can't do GABF. So Maybe that'll 2024. Be 20- That's our year. <laughs> It will not be here. Watch. <laughs> wait, wait, um, cue the SpongeBob narrate. It was not their year. Um, watch that be the weekend Rachel Brian and Brian Rachel. get married. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's funnier if we just like keeps going. I mean, I would like to go to GABF, but it's also really funny that something's happened every time that we've tried to go. Yeah. Except this year. We could have gone. Oh, well, I could have gone this year, but I also felt like it was wrong to go without you. Yes. Where was I? Oh, I was in Disney World. Yeah, you were at Disney. Although yeah, I feel like worked. this bitch would go to GABF without me. So I, now you have to Yeah, that's the fair. Um, I mean, our our annual Denver trip's always in April, though. So I yeah. wouldn't go out of my way to be out there during GABF. Yeah, I mean, it was fun to be there. There was yeah. a lot of stuff that was happening around adjacent to the actual festival yeah 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 um and like getting an airbnb wasn't that bad to be honest that's good um so maybe in 2024 we'll finally make it out maybe this time next year we'll be talking about how we can go yeah i mean that would be nice um yeah we don't have that many trips planned and we'll be coming back out here to see blink 182 um and is turnstile opening yeah hell yeah i didn't know if they were opening the whole tour or not i i'm pretty sure they are at least in the u.s they're opening for our show at least um so i'll be back here for that maybe if i get taylor swift tickets based on whatever is happening in the uh when is turnstile i guess when is blink 182 (laughs) (laughs) like june 23rd or something like that okay sure okay I like how I completely forget that it's a Blink-182 show. Yeah, it's weird. Because it's, I feel like, I mean, I'm excited for Turnstile, but I'm definitely more excited for, like, OG Blink-182. Yeah, Tom sounds like shit, so it is what it they is. They all sound like shit. That's true. They all, They're old none as of hell. They, yeah, I know. It's very weird seeing men that age singing about being 23. <laughs> and how nobody likes them. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, taking off their pants while making a phone call. Yeah. It's, they've even said it it feels weird singing those songs. Because, like, they're very clearly about, like, things you do when you're young and trouble you get into when you're young. And they're like, fuck, we all have kids. We don't want our kids (laughs) to do this They all have, like, full-aged, like, adult kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, at this point, basically, yeah. I think that they all do have adult kids. I mean, Travis's kids are eight. Well, at least one of them is 18. Yeah. I don't know about the other ones. Um, yeah, I have no idea. But regardless, it's just like funny to think about. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Um, I'll be out here for that, though. I don't know. When is Taylor on. Swift? July. Oh, okay. I mean, we're only going to come out here if I can get floor tickets with the new thing that they are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or like, like I end up getting floor tickets. Otherwise, we're just going to go like get shitty tickets to Chicago. So can you explain what is going on with this? So obviously we talked last episode about <clears throat> the, or I guess two episodes. Two episodes. Um, we talked about the Taylor Swift ticketing fiasco. Yeah. So this morning, the day that we're recording this, um, December 12th, I woke up at 6 a.m. to an email from Ticketmaster that says that they're giving me the opportunity. Actually, let me read this because it's the phrase is it's fucking a very strange way to have phrased this. Um, And I've been seeing a lot of TikToks that are like, fuck you guys for phrasing it like that. Um, One second. It says, congratulations, you've been selected to participate in a limited time opportunity to request to purchase two tickets to Taylor Swift. Um, and then it basically says that I was selected for the opportunity because I've I've been identified as a fan who received a boost during the sale and did not purchase tickets. And then they apologize and it says, we've been asked by Taylor's team to create this additional opportunity for you to purchase tickets. 
Um, so I think first of all, it's about six percent of tickets were still available. That's what Matt said based on something he read. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Ticketmaster has been getting a lot of heat for canceling tickets like that are legitimate too. So, like, I don't know if they canceled what they think are scalpers' tickets or if they like had held tickets back. I, I'm not quite sure where these tickets are coming from. That's like one of the big criticisms that's been on TikTok is like, one, you we, like, there's no clear indication of where these tickets are going to be. They could be like obstructed view. They could potentially not even be together if you buy two. Um, and then you're also paying like you're you're requesting a tier, so it, like you're picking like I'm willing to pay this much, and then they're gonna give you tickets and then charge your card. So like you don't oh. know what you're getting when they do this. From what I understand, I haven't gotten the link um, because I think the Santa Clara date's probably later on. Sure. Um, but like the pricing is much lower than like what they were selling for because it doesn't include the VIP packages. Got it. Okay. So I think the maximum amount you can spend is probably like four fifty, mm-hmm. um, but you don't know where your tickets are going to be, and you don't know if they're going to be together, which I think is interesting. And I also think it's very interesting that they phrased it like the opportunity to request to purchase. That um, means that they're they're only going to be doing it to select people. Yeah. Yeah. So like my understanding is like you are telling them the tier you're willing to pay, and like I think you're asking for certain seats, and if they have it, they'll give it to you. Um, and if they don't, then you won't get tickets. It's, it's very unclear because I haven't seen a whole lot. Um, I know. Chicago I mean, this all just their... happened most of today. So yeah. And like certain cities already got their stuff. Like Chicago already got their, um, email about it and like their opportunity. Oh, so they, they're staggering it based on cities. I think they're trying to, f- I think they're like probably manually like figuring this out. Like who got, who can get what? Yeah. Um, but they're staggering the cities. And it's going until the 23rd of December, my understanding. So oh, I don't know. It's interesting. I like, I saw this TikTok that was like, I just want to be done with it. I thought I was done with it. Like, I yeah. thought it was over. I thought I could just like give up and just like look at StubHub. And it is kind of annoying because I kind of wish this didn't happen. I understand that like they're trying to figure out a way. Like, but basically them saying like they identified me as someone that had a boost that didn't buy tickets is kind of their way of like admitting that they fucked up with the people that had boosts. Because the people that had booths should have been able to get tickets. Yeah. Um, that was like the entire point of the boost. And I right. think I asked this, but can you remind me, how does it know that yeah. you, how, how does Ticketmaster know you bought something through her site? Yeah. So what they, when I got the email about having a boost from buying the album from her site, it said I had to match up the email address I bought from her site with my Ticketmaster account. So got it. Okay. I had to go in and like, if I didn't have to, cause I used the same email address, but if you sure. didn't, you'd have to go into your, I think you would have to go into your Ticketmaster and add this email address. And that's how they matched it up. Like through a database, sure. that okay. like a quick match. Um, and then Ticketmaster just knew for the other tours, what you had bought because sure. Like, cause she's been on Ticketmaster Ticket for right. like ever. So, so that's yeah. how they knew and how they did it, but they like fucked something up and that's probably why. Sure. That's just interesting. I've never heard of that happening before where they're like, yeah, if you purchase something from her site and under that email, we can look, we have access to look at that and like link it up and then like tier you like that whole thing's really interesting to me. Yeah. It's just based on your email address. Um, thinking though, of you, we were talking about legitimate tickets getting canceled. Um, so this literally happened Friday in Mexico city, but, um, they, they said a several hundred up to a thousand, if not more. The number I saw was 1600. It was 1600. So that was what I saw today. Um, Bad Bunny was playing in Mexico City, and he is, like, that is his market. He is, like, the biggest artist in Mexico right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, like, the biggest artist everywhere right now. Yeah. Well-deserved. His music's fantastic. Um, But, like, so 1,600 legitimate tickets were canceled by Ticketmaster. Yeah. With no notice. And people yeah. were just denied entry to the arena. So Ticketmaster is basically saying that they had, like, an unprecedented amount of scalping and their system, like, broke down or something. So, like, legitimate tickets were canceled um, and people weren't able to get in. 
they, um, so I guess two things. They refunded the people that had legitimate tickets. I did see that, ticket. yeah. Um, however, that's kind of fucked. That's still fucked up. Like, you had to take it and you couldn't get in. That's like, I don't want the price of the ticket. That was a whole thing that, I, like, an experience that I got to, I missed yeah. out on. But second of all, the um, Mexican government is looking into this. And I can't remember exactly what department it is. But they're essentially fining Ticketmaster what may account to 10% of their revenue this year. Damn. Um, and the government is also fining them and forcing them, or they're trying to force them to pay the full ticket price plus 20% back to people. For wow. That. Yeah, I mean, it's about time like they held ticket, people held Ticketmaster accountable. Like, this is unacceptable that you bought tickets that are legitimate and because they were overwhelmed and they had an unprecedented amount, like they started canceling legitimate tickets. Like there's no way how like your system should be able to recognize what a legitimate ticket is from a scalping ticket. I don't even know how they do that to be completely honest with you. I mean, I don't either, but there should be like some kind of metadata that says like, this is a real ticket, like, or like start doing a different way of giving out tickets. Like all, like lately my tickets have all been digital tickets and they, you can't screenshot them. Uh, they do the and... thing where like the barcode changes every couple seconds. So yes. like you can't even really access the ticket until the second you're walking through the doors. Right. And the only way to transfer that ticket is to transfer it to another account using that same site. Yes. And so I feel like they're doing all this work. And because of that, like, how are you able, how, how are you having issues with scalpers again? Like, how are you having issues with fake tickets? If you're like, creating the system that is constantly moving yeah i don't know i don't even know if my Ticketmaster tickets do that though like i know there's not even a barcode on my Ticketmaster tickets actually nowadays like it's literally they scan your phone there's no barcode there's no nothing and it's oh scans. some of mine mine have had barcodes like when i went to see the 1975 it was a barcode but it kept changing and you couldn't screenshot it Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how AXS operates out here. When you do shows like the Riv or the Vic yeah. or any of that, they do that. But when I've been going to Live Nation shows that like, because I went to the Aragon twice in the last week, there was no barcode. Literally, like it was like Apple Pay style. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, like you're scanning your phone for whatever signal and there shouldn't be a way to. I mean, I don't understand this technology anyways. But I, I don't feel like either. There shouldn't be a way to fake that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know any of this. So, I don't know. Hopefully in the next year we see, like, some actual repercussions to Ticketmaster. I mean, they've been they've been sued, like, how many times? Like, how many times have you seen a class action lawsuit and gotten paid out, like, in, like, random credits for Ticketmaster? And, like, it doesn't change. Random so. credits that you can only use at certain shows that are, like, not easily accessible? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully it changes and... Things get better, but I guess we'll see. Only it would time be nice. will tell. I would love them to eliminate their dynamic pricing. Honestly, like, that alone I'd be down for. I mean, that feels, like, predatory because obviously it demand is, is and they're comparing the it to flights. But and also, like, like, you're doing a pre-sale the day things go on sale. Obviously, the demand is high. Yeah, Like, it's, it's so not fucked. like people line up to buy flights the day it's released. Yeah, no, I don't. I think that's not fair. I agree. It's not the same thing. So we'll see. There was something else I was going on with that, but I'm not thinking correctly now. What, like, brewery would you love to be able to, like, sit down with next year? For an interview and one one we haven't done yet you can't just say pilot project again <laughs> no I, I wasn't gonna say pilot project but let me think about that does it have to be a brewery i mean it could be any beer related person out here i would love specific to, to beer with the beer temple oh that yeah is... those guys are crazy i love those guys i feel like that would be really fun because they have such a unique like stop a shop and yeah. like clientele and vibe. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Um, hmm. Let me think about breweries. Cause there's a lot of breweries that I love that we haven't been able to connect with. Yeah. 
or at least we haven't made the effort to connect with in the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I have to think about the an- my own answer to these questions now. I'd really like, and it's more of like the beer media people, I want to do an episode with ABV Chicago so bad. Those oh, yeah. guys are so much fun. Okay. I've gone out drinking with them a couple times. Uh, Craig actually just lives down the street from me, which I did not know until recently. Yeah. That makes sense. Um... Brewery-wise, I think... And I think it'd be especially relevant right now because their tap room just opened. I'd love to have Jude from Hot Butcher on. Yeah, I kind of thought that too. It was a lot of fun, like when we met him that yeah time in twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Um, someone like them would be fun. Or honestly, the Metropolitan Crew would be fun. Those people okay. are also super crazy. Um, I love going to Metropolitan and hanging out. So that'd be a great vibe. And then one that I think is a little bit easier and more accessible for us would be the Midwest Coast crew. Yeah, I kind of thought you were going to say Midwest as well. That That's a hard one for me to be like, ooh, what's a stretch interview you'd like to do? Like That's, that's hard for me to say Midwest because we know them. <laughs> I think I agree with you about Hot Butcher. I think for me, like a dream interview would be Old Irving. Uh, We could probably coordinate that, actually. I think we could pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I love them. I love their beer, and I feel like that would be a really fun one to do. Yeah. Um, Another one I want to do. The food program is incredible. Um, oh yeah, I think that's one. I think that's absolutely one we can go for for next this next year. Um, okay. Another one I think would be fun, and I think it'd be a little harder for you because you don't really drink their beers as much. But Weiner, Brian is like the nicest. I mean, guy. as long as it's not like a blueberry cool shit beer, yeah, yeah. I I, I won't projectile vomit because something yeah. maybe I'm allergic to blueberries. Yeah. Um, if you could have a, we obviously did two band interviews in 2022. Oh, fuck. If you could have a band on that you actually think, or I'm not talking like (laughs) far reaching. I'm not talking like we're trying to get the 1975. Okay. I was going to say the 1975 because that would be wild (laughs) interviews. Um, I mean, that'd be like crazy. Like that's not going to happen. Oh, absolutely um, not. Maddie Healy would not be on a small podcast about beer, but that would no. be a hell of fun. Um, but like band that you think reasonably, even like stretch reasonably, like Yard band you think that that's kind of what I was thinking. I Yard think they're a little too so big now, fun. but that'd they're be so crazy. crazy. Oh my God. Um, I also, one that I would love to do would obviously be like crows. Yeah. Yeah. Same vibe. Uh, and then locally though. Wait, hold on. I, is it disc? I mean, yes, it is disc, but I was going to say post animal. I would. No, I see. We can't have post animal on because I feel like they'd be like, wait, no. <laughs> and then hang up the call. After they see us. <laughs> I think yeah, it's I been mean, enough years that they probably forgot. They probably have forgotten at this point. Yeah. They probably don't remember that time at Sleeping Village when I bought, bought them, them beers. Beer. Okay, bye. Um, um, I think that would be a fun one or like Deeper or even yeah. Dead would be really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think for me, if we could do Yard Act, that would be like absolutely incredible for yeah. me. Um. And then something local to Chicago, yeah. Or disc. Or disc. I want to ask the one guy about his mom. Whitney, if you want us to interview you. Oh, yeah. Um, I live around the corner. Like, we can totally (laughs) coordinate this. (laughs) I told you, I go grocery shopping and I see the one guy there. I know. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Actually, that's like fun to think about. 
maybe we can talk more about this in the next episode when we talk about five years. Um, yeah. But yeah, those would be some fun interviews. I, um, I do want to do. If we could know, get like, Dylan and Nikki from Frankie and the Witchfingers, I'd be on board for that too. That would be sick. Yeah, I'd be very. On That's board never for that. gonna happen. But <laughs> no, honestly, I think they'd be easier to get than a lot of yeah, people. Like I mean, they're there. always on the road, but yeah. um, because they're so they're on Greenway, so I True. think we have an in there. We do have Harry. I was going to say, yeah, we have a contact there. That would be yeah. making the Brittany Broski face. I was going to say, uh, you can't, <laughs> this is an audio medium, but Lindsay is doing the Brittany Broski kombucha thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's fine. I think that's a great, I, I, in thinking about this podcast, like I know that we like try to stay away from doing too many interviews so that we don't do as many, but like, we have a lot more opportunity to do them, and I hope we do more. I think we've reached a point where we can definitely do more because, obviously, like, we have intention of doing a lot more brewery interviews yeah. moving forward as well. And we have friends in the beer media that I'm sure would love to come on. Like, the ABV guys we could do something with. I think it'd be fun to do something with the Malting Hour podcast. Yeah. You know, uh, my friend is the Beer Goggles blog. Like, she was comes, she does podcast shit all the time. She's cool yeah. as hell. She came to my birthday party. Like, things like Aww. that. Like, there's people out in this area that I think would be down to do stuff with us, too. That would be really yeah. fun. And, like, maybe we even just expand some of the stuff to, like, more, like social media too so like we do i don't know maybe more lives or like more content there too so it's not just like the podcast is all interviews but we'll figure this out as we go yeah we'll sort it out especially now that we'll be back together again yeah i think we'll have a lot more opportunity mom and dad are getting back together which one of us is dad which one of us is dead i'm the dad (laughs) are you the daddy I didn't say daddy, you did. (laughs) I called myself dad. I am the dad. I dress like a dad. Do you? Yeah, Steve makes fun of me for it. Oh. I mean, I think we all make fun of you for the way you dress. Listen, we can't all be fashionable. I never said I was. We just make fun of you. I know. Whatever. It's because you guys are trying to keep my ego in check. Someone's gotta. Joke's on you. It doesn't work. (laughs) And with that, I think that's the episode. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I was going to end on something before the outro. Hold on. Um... You know, we're looking forward to a really big year here on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to everything we've got coming up in the next year and all the other chaos that I'm sure we'll talk about in the world. That was terrible. <laughs> okay, well, fine. You Fuck you, like, too. You were like, I had a, a thought I wanted to make before I finished it. It was like, that was it. <laughs> That was it. Um, I'm very tired. I need to go to bed. I feel like uh, you didn't need to do any of that. I need to go to bed is what I need. That's um, fine. All right. I want to so, watch you try to end this now. Um, so with that, uh, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can leave us a written review. Um, if you're not feeling that generous but still want to talk to us listen through the song and you'll hear all of our social media plugs and we will interact with you and chat with you there and um yeah we will see you next time all right that was the episode so we love hearing from you um and if if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is drunkanduncultured. 
And our Twitter is drunk uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.